It's time to talk fantasy football. It's time to let them know where you let us crunch the numbers while you crush the competition. So grab your playbooks and crack a cold one because here's your hosts, Teak and Bainey. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Teak, and with my two co-hosts, Bainey and Batch. We got a mailbag question for you again, and then we're going to move right on in to the starts. But what a week five we had. Jamar Chase owners rejoice. Justin Fields and DJ Moore finally connecting as that duo for Bainey. We get to hear him cheer a little bit extra these couple weeks here. So what hey, did you guys think? All our teams won. Hey. Vibes were high in the group chat. Yeah. It was great. I didn't realize I was that. Positive Desmond, I was getting positive Desmond Ritter texts from Teak. Like, hey. it is crazy, man. Is, I, if he keeps slinging it like that, I, it's hard to get rid of him. Badge got his division rivalry win. Birds keep tush pushing the victory, man. It's, it's <laughs> Vibes were high. Vibes were high. They Couldn't were. Be happier. They were. Except Matt Canada is still there, but that is true. So, hey, and a little bonus for you. Badge is here today, so <laughs> so we're gonna go right on into the mailbag here. We do have a video mailbag again for you guys. Let's get right to it. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Anthony. I uh, got a couple questions for the Let Them Know podcast this week. Uh, first question, most impressive fantasy rookie uh, so far this season? And uh, second part of the question is, what other rookie um, is going to possibly break out this season? Let me know. All right, so that was our video mailbag segment there. Um, just to recap for you guys, to answer this, we'll go around the horn. Benny will be first. Our most impressive rookie so far, and what rookie will explode onto the scene here in this season? Yeah, so um, I'm going to go contrary to the pop culture pick. Um, I'm going to say C.J. Stroud. Uh, my reason for saying C.J. Stroud is... I think he's showing just how far of a gap it is between him and Bryce Young. And I don't think it's close. Um, I think CJ Stroud's the real deal. We were all at the same draft party. We all kind of chuckled. We all didn't really know what they were doing. They went, you know, CJ Stroud and then Will Anderson. It's, it's paying off for those guys. Um, Bryce Young looks rough and he looks small. I mean, I'm a small guy. I think that, uh, me and Bryce Young stand next to each other. I wear that jersey. You're not going to be able to tell us a difference. Maybe a slight <laughs> difference. But I, I really uh, – I'm very impressed with C.J. Stroud, the tape he's put out. And so that's why he's my, my pick for that. Uh, Teek, do you want me to do the impressive – or the uh, second part as well, or are we going around the horn one time and then back? Yeah, we'll go, we'll go around the horn and then we'll come back. Perfect. Badge, your most impressive rookie. So – before I get in that, I, I, we got to get C.J. Stroud on this podcast, and I want him to stand by you. And you got, 
<laughs> I just or not Stroud, uh, Bryce Young. I want I want him to stand by you. I I had that vision in my mind. Love it. Anyways, sorry for rambling. Um, my most impressive rookie. It's unfortunate he got hurt this week. <laughs> no one's talking about him. It's A Chain. I mean, before the season started, A Chain. No one no one talked about him. He was on anyone's radar. Um, uh, maybe deep, 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 but this guy is lightning. I mean, I know this, he was perfect. I think he got drafted into this great offense. I mean, perfect spot for him. This guy's top speed was right behind Tyreek Hill. I, this is a track star offense. I mean, perfect spot for him. This guy impressed me a lot. I had him on a, I drafted him late in the league. Almost dropped him in the first couple of weeks. Glad I didn't. Bumdy's hurt, but he impressed me the most out of all these rookies. So, Teak? Um, mine, I'm going to go with Puka. I think Puka is a diamond in the rough, and it couldn't happen to a better team where their star Triple Crown winner got hurt. He replaced that role beautifully, and even with Cup being back, we saw he can still thrive. And he keeps it up and stays healthy. I think he's going to win Rookie of the Year. I really do. But Absolutely. Moving on to who do I think – what was it? Who who do you think is going to explode onto the scene as a rookie? This yep, next who's going to break yeah, out yeah. this next part of the season? Yeah, so um, it really came down to two guys for me. They both, unfortunately, play for the Broncos. Um, I decided to go with the wide receiver. Um and if he played for any other team right now, I think he would be in the talks for possibly rookie of the year. The talent is just there. Um, Marvin Mims. Um, Marvin Mims leads the Broncos in receiving yards. Marvin Mims only has 10 catches on the year. He has 246 yards in one touchdown with 10 catches. Nearly 25 yards a catch. Like, just give him the ball more. And if Judy gets traded... Sutland gets traded. Who knows what happens there? But if one of those guys get moved, his target share is going to go up. And, I mean, I could see that being a case where we're going to see a lot of value there. Um, Their defense is horrendous. It's so bad. Uh, Game script the rest of the year, I imagine, is going to be them passing a lot. And that, to me, paints a picture where Marvin Mims could have a breakout second half of the season. And like I said, if he played somewhere else in a better offense, boy, the potential is unlimited. Um, but unfortunately, he's he's over there in Denver with that dumpster fire that is currently unfolding. So mine's Marvin Mims. Badge, who do you have for us? So, yeah, they need to touch on that real quick. Um yeah, being in a, the right system is huge. That's why I mentioned A-Chain. I mean, going into that, he fits perfect. Mims, a lot of talent. But um, mine is, I, I got a guy, he he put up three out of five fantasy weeks. He's been, going, he's been doing solid. 23 20-point weeks, but I think he's really going to explode here on out. Teak, you might jump out of your chair with excitement. I think B. John Robinson is going to absolutely skyrocket off the charts so here's why i mean that pass offense started to click people aren't going to sleep on that anymore i mean ritter he took that step i mean he kept his job they were talking about sending him the guy showed up so i think that's going to help Bijan. i think we're going to see cmc type production here 
I mean, that catch behind the back, we looked at it uh, that off the sky view. Bainey sent it to me. Phenomenal, I think. Uh, and, and I know he's been producing for sure, but I think he's just going to absolutely be a league winner now. I hope so. I know that for sure. Um, if Ritter can continue that, that's great. We don't have to waste picks trying to trade for a QB or draft one then. So I like the pick. Um, I'm going to go with mine. I'm going to go on the other side of the ball. Or same side of the ball, same team as Bainey. I'm going to go Jaleel McLaughlin. Um, this guy is producing, and I know me and Bainey were fighting over who was going to be RB1 there. It might be Jaleel now. It's Jaleel's, I think, to to take over. Uh, Javante can't stay healthy. And P. Ryan, you see a little bit of glimpses, but they really don't use him either. And every time this kid gets put in, he produces. I know last week, what, he had a 70 yards, I believe it was? And a t- Did he have a touchdown? Yeah, it's he had about 18 points worth of fantasy production, 19 points the week before that. And, yeah, I think he got in the end zone both games, maybe. So, uh, both in the receiving end zone, I believe. And that's just a plus, especially if you're in half point or full point PPR league. So there's, there's the kid looks promising. Yeah, and yeah, I had to uh, start Samaje too, so that's he took it from me. The um, the guys that I hate talking about Sean Payton because I was so high on him, and now like it's kind of just unfolding very weirdly. However, the guys he's taken in the draft this year were Marvin Mims and Jaleel McLaughlin, and McLaughlin gives me Darren Sproles vibes. He really does, as far as how he moves. Ability to catch the ball. Um, and Marvin Mims just is like a stereotypical Saints slot receiver, basically. And that's basically what he brought over there. And his two guys, they look good. I think they're going to be even better next year. And I think that they're going to fire sell the whole team so it's just what he wants. And I, I think that these two dudes are all-stars. So I, I agree with you. That's my follow-up here. How how long is his leash? Payton's? Yeah. I think it's unlimited. I think his contract is... They're stuck with him, man. His, I was listening to um, uh, the Ringer Fantasy Show, and they were talking about how much money the new ownership has invested in. It's like it's like a quarter of a billion dollars and three first-round picks to be the last team in the NFL. That's insane. There's going to be changes for sure, but Sean Payton's not going on anywhere. There's no way. All right. See, so you're high on Sean Payton. I, I feel completely different on him. I, I'm not, but the, their contract says that they are. And I, I, I'm glad I don't have to pay him that money. <laughs> you put it that way. I think Denver might be cursed. You bring in Russ last, uh, last year. He didn't cook. Now you bring in Payton and... He didn't cook. I, I don't know. So, big names. No show. Yeah. Moving on to our starts here. All right. We're going to go moving right on along here. Uh, you know the drill. We're going around the horn. Bainey starts us <laughs> off here. QB. Yeah. So, I'm going a different philosophy this week. I tried to be cute with it last week. Um, had a couple hits. Had a couple misses. Um just going to be smart and simple with it this week, boys. Um, Kirk Cousins. 
easy to run away from Kirk Cousins. He's had a couple ant games, the turnovers, yada, yada. Um, no Justin Jefferson. However, I'm telling you, right now, Bears defense is bad. And you just got to start the quarterbacks against him. That's all you got to do. He's gonna. He's still gonna throw the ball. They don't have a. They have a non-existent running game. Don't overthink it. Start Kirk Cousins. You're gonna be happy you did. I think. That that's my advice. I'm not overthinking it. How you guys feel? I mean, the guy can put up some points against his Bears defense. Don't get me wrong. Um, I guess on like a betting standpoint, a lot of turnovers. But yeah, no, I don't. I don't hate the start. I mean, this defense that's going to be a high scoring game so um i like to start take yeah I, I like Kirk cousins a lot especially when he gets traded to Lanny here shortly uh that's what i'm gonna like him the best but i like that i just this week is tough the bears are bad um but i want to know how much uh justin jefferson wide receiver core without him will do though that's the only issue I see. Um, that's KG Osborne. He's going to have to produce. And this might be a week where I might tinker with a start out of him. Never know. But that's my take yeah. on it. 295 yards passing. That's how much the Bears are letting up. So, I mean, I know it's tough. You're going to be scared because Jefferson's out, but telling and, you and your cousin's gonna go points. off and almost 30 points so yeah so all about the you got so i'm jumping right in i'm going uh matt stafford against the cardinals um first a lot of respect for the cardinals i mean they we all thought they were gonna roll over i talked to teak early on i want him to post that meme you know thing where they're poking him with the stick saying do something that's what I thought the Cardinals were going to be. They weren't, so a lot of credit to them. However, the Cardinals' defense last week, they showed who they thought they were going to be against the Bengals. Um, however, I mean, Burrow and company, I mean, they, it was coming out party, so kudos to them. We all thought mixed feelings about that, but Stafford, Cooper Cup, he's back. Everyone thought he wasn't going to be the real deal with that hammy injury. He looked healthy. He looked like the last year's numbers, two years' numbers. And now you add Puka. I mean, you got Cup and Puka, two established guys. I mean, look out. This Rams offense is going to take off. Um, I'm. He's going to have a 300-yard day, three touchdowns, I'm calling it. Stafford, my QB start of the week. Yeah, I like it. Coming off injury, he's been really good. Um, and fantasy-wise, if you have those receivers, been solid this whole way through. Even when Cup was out, even Tutu's been giving, getting love. I know he's kind of fading last game. He did catch a touchdown pass. But um, it's look good. You can't I, – I don't know. I just – I don't know. It, the touchdowns aren't there for him yet, I don't believe. Like – that's the only thing holding his value back, I think, right, for Stafford? So, yeah. Got his boy I, uh, back. I think it's a perfect start, too, because they need to throw and they need to get rhythm and they need to get reps with Cup back. Um, 
Cup could have had a monster game last week. He had a big game. He could have had a monster game. Stafford missed him on a couple passes that I think if Cup's there the first four weeks of the season, he he doesn't miss on those. So I think that they're going to throw a ton this game. They're going to try to figure some stuff out, and you're only going to benefit as a fantasy owner. So I agree, Mike. All right. With my QB, I'm going to get a lot of feedback on this one. Not a fan of the guy, but I'm starting him this week. It's Justin Fields. Should be another good week against a bad defense. Baby, raise it. Raise it, baby. In the Vikings. Like I said before, I told you in previous episodes <laughs> he was going to struggle beginning. He did. Cake part of the schedule. You got to start him. And hopefully, like I said, these games pile up and give him that confidence down the road for when he does face these tougher opponents. Yeah. I'm all aboard, all aboard the Fields train, man. I uh, said it earlier, you know, I'm bummed I traded out of him and I, I hit the panic button, but man, he's fun to watch when it's on, man. And I, I hope that this is an on week for sure. Badge, how do you feel? Yeah, me and me and Teak talked last night at the Money Badger segment. I mean, I actually bet on the Bears getting getting points at home. Um this offense is starting to roll a little bit and click a little bit, so I like it. It's it's nice to see Fields, DJ Moore, it's starting to click. Things are starting to go their way. I was big on Fields. Love the start, Teak. Glad to hear you give him some kudos. All right, moving on to the running backs, Baney. Yeah, so my pick, um, unless you're in like a 10 – man or so league you're I mean you're definitely going to start him in deeper leagues without a doubt but Alvin Kamara man he you he had the suspension you waited all that time and he is not disappointed in both weeks he's a PPR must start 16 catches in two games Texans have given up two, uh north of 100 yards rushing um I think the Saints defense is going to give their offense a ton of opportunities I think they're going to make things hard for the Texans all game um yeah, I, I just think Kamara's just going to see a ton of work this week. And like I said, I know that's kind of a homer pick, rock and chalk, but if if you are in a situation where you're considering him, I mean, certainly DFS, I think he's a must-start too. So Kamara this week, guys. I, I like the pick as well just because he's my pick too for this week. Um, I like, like you said, how they're using him. They're peppering with targets and – that's a PPR dream, especially if you're in half point or full. So you hit on most of the things I was going to go over with them, and I think he's a great start as well this week. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, this offense needed him back. Um, they showed in fantasy owners getting about 20 points a game. They're going to use him no matter what. I mean, even with a bad matchup, this guy's going to get the rock, So, and he can make plays. I think he, those games, he just got – rest and got the chill and observe i mean i don't think he's rusty <laughs> he looks explosive yeah i like to start badge what do you got cooking up for us so beginning this and getting my notes and everything i had a chain but we all got the bad news that he's hurt so i'm going to the counterpart i'm going raheem mostert so all around this offense is explosive and speed. I think we talk about it every week. I mean, Carolina, this is why I'm starting them. Carolina gives up, gave up 100, about 160 yards to um, 
Montgomery and company, I mean, they can't stop the run. I expect it to happen again. Um, no A-chain might actually boost his value. Rumor has with Jeff Wilson coming back. I don't think he's going to jump right in. I think it's just going to give Mostert more opportunities. So my start of the week is going to be Raheem Mostert against the Panthers. Yeah, I expect to see exactly what he gave to us in the sample size before Achen was playing and healthy. Um, he was very fancy viable the first couple of weeks of the season. There's no reason that that wouldn't continue over, especially against Carolina. If you're in a deep league, I would consider picking up Jeff Wilson. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in a deep, you know, 14, 16 man league, I think there's value there as well. So I, I'm a big fan of this entire Dolphins offense. So Tee. Yeah, if he's going to get the brunt of the work this week, that Jeff Olsen, I like the start as well. Can't shy away from a guy just because he's not McCaffrey or uh, those high-caliber running backs. You want to go with the guy who's going to see the most opportunities, and it's all about him, what he's going to do with those opportunities. So I like the start just for that alone. But moving on to the receivers here for Bainey. Who do you have here for week six? Yeah, you know, it's always a nice, you know, when it's fall and you can just go back to the, uh, you know, the nursing home and visit your favorite grandpa again. So <laughs> we're going to bust out Adam Thielen again. We're going to take him <laughs> out for a stroll, you know, let him feel the wind. It's going to be good visiting with old grandpa Thielen. Um, listen, I said at the beginning, we're not going to overthink it. We're just going to, we're going to stick with what makes sense. Um, Wide receivers against the Dolphins' defense makes sense. Uh, they're giving up uh, they've about 260 yards passing per game. Um, I'm not saying that uh, Bryce Young's going to be able to do that. However, um, I'm going to write. I'm going to read off some stats for Thielen, okay? And you tell me if you would believe any of this at the beginning of the year. I draft um, him. He's He's 11th in yards. Okay, he's 11th in yards over CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown, Alave, and DeAndre Swift, or Devontae Smith. He is also 8th in the league in targets, 5th in touchdowns, and 4th in catches. Just start Adam Thielen. Just, just do it. Forget his age. Forget that Bryce Young's throwing him the ball. Start Thielen. Probably start him again next week. Feel good about it. Badge. Baney, I love it. I mean, I started, uh, it didn't pan out, but I started Daniel Jones against this Dolphins defense. Did not work, but different different breed here. Um, love the start. Me and Thielen, we're going to Sam's Club this weekend. I'm taking him to Costco. We might stop at Erie County Farms. I'm going to roll him around in the chair. This guy can still play. Start him. Love it. Let's go, Teak. Yeah, I think... A lot of people didn't believe in him, and I think the Carolina Panthers also didn't believe in him. Uh, yeah, they signed him, but at the same time, they're coming out saying they want a number one receiver. He's producing. So, play him while he's hot, because the Panthers are looking, and they looked at their number one receiver out the door when he, they sent him to Chicago. So, yeah. Still very, very valuable on FanDuel lineups, too, by the way. FanDuel, lock us in, boys. You'll get us low. What are you doing? Sponsor. What, Badge, with your wide receiver? 
All right, my wide receiver. Uh, I'm going back to your stomping grounds almost, Teak. Your kin. I'm going Calvin Ridley against the Colts. So, boys, did we see T-Law, what we thought he was going to be in London? Did we see him coming back? At least he took a step in the right direction, right? So I think that continues. I mean, this Colts defense is bottom tier. Um, the only thing that worries me is coming back two weeks from London, but I think they're going to adapt. I mean, I'm not, that's the only thing that played in my mind that I'm worried about. But I really like what I'm seeing with Ridley and uh, T-Law. I even love Ridley's number zero. It, it fits him perfect. I love his hair. I love the zero. They're going to take another step forward. I love this favorable matchup. Start him of the week, wide receiver Calvin Ridley against the Colts. Lock it in. You mentioned about his number. I would have liked to see his number like 11 or something. Called himself Snake Eyes for the whole, like, playing to the gambling thing a little bit, you know? I learned to love it. I learned to love it. I think that would have been pretty funny. And I think (laughs) Jersey Jersey sales would definitely went up. Or Crazy Eights or something like that. But I, I love Ridley as a player, dude. Uh, explosive wide receiver. Um, it's just, it's tough. It's For him, it's been week to week guessing whether he's going to be the guy or not. They have so many weapons in Jacksonville. Even down to the tight end and even ETN now catching balls. And it's tough week to week. But if the numbers make sense and showing that the Colts are on defense and it, it deserves a start. Yeah, that's zero real quick. Um, on the roulette table, those odds are legit. Zero on the roulette table. Bainey? Yeah, I um, I agree with what Teak said as far as like which week to play him, which week not to play him. It's kind of tough. I did try to buy him low. I tried. Uh, dude wasn't budging at all, unfortunately. So, yeah, man, hopefully you're right, Mike. Hopefully we're seeing what this offense is supposed to be and what it was hyped up to be. I know we uh, spent a lot of time putting these guys on the sit list last week, and it backfired on us pretty hard. So, yeah, hopefully we're seeing the trend. So, Teak, what do you got? Um, my guy's going to be a DFS play uh, as well. Maybe in some uh, higher leagues, 14 to like 16-man leagues, you'll have this guy playing for you. Maybe he's a flex position. I don't know. I'm going KJ Osborne. Uh, with Justin Jefferson out, uh, I think he's going to have a nice week for himself. Uh, even last week, he had nine targets from Kirk Cousins. So obviously, Kirk Cousins trusts him throwing on the ball. I think he's going to have that same work share coming this week against a, a terrible defense uh, going up against the uh, Bears. So... I think most of that attention is going to be grabbed by Addison and Hawkinson. I really do. So I might throw in a prop bet for uh, any time touchdown for Osborne. Yeah, I would smash the over too. Um, they're kind of not using Addison as much as they were at the beginning of the year, which is kind of surprising, but maybe that's a rapport thing. I don't know. But Osborne was supposed to be the guy last year to take over that number two spot. Um, unfortunately, Jefferson's injuries causing him to, I think, maybe be the one this week. Um, I disagree. You're saying 14, 16-man leagues. I think if you have Jefferson, 
you're scrambling on the waiver wire to get his replacement because it's it's going to be a long term thing. I mean, four weeks is a long time when you're talking fantasy playoffs coming up. You know, it's you need these wins now, and I think Osborne, if he booms like we think he might, be a valuable pickup. So I I like this start out of you. Yeah, for sure, I agree as well. I mean, and you mentioned if you had Jefferson. You got him at number one, so even in 12-man leagues, 10-man leagues, coming back, I mean, your pickings were probably not – you're probably scrambling. So take K.J. Osborne if he is available in the waiver wire. Um, DFS lineups, I'm targeting this guy all day. He's probably cheap. The guy makes plays. Cousins likes him. He's not afraid to use him. He has confidence in him. I mean, this guy scores touchdowns left and right. So – I like to start, Teak. Definitely playing him. All right, we're moving to the tight end position here. All righty, tight end position. Should wash my mouth out with soap after this pick. Um, Jake Ferguson. Um, playing the Chargers defense. That Chargers defense is broken. It's awful. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm stuck with picking a this Dallas tight end. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just... Shooting on some dude cannon. Um, <laughs> Chargers, Chargers defense giving up 330 yards passing. Um, don't overthink it. If he's on the waiver, get him. Eyes uh, going up in targets at tight ends week after week, it seems like. And Dallas just got super embarrassed in prime time, man. Um, I think it's all hands on deck. I think they got to win because what do they play? Monday night game this week? So I mm-hmm. you can't get embarrassed back-to-back primetime games, can you? I mean, Dallas might, but I don't think that uh, that's on the cards. I think that they're going to try to try to outscore the Chargers, and I don't know, man. I don't know. Kellen Moore might make it a game on their part, try to get his get-back game, but I think Ferguson's going to benefit from a shootout this week, so that's my start at tight end. Baney, I couldn't agree more. Like Dan Z said when we had him, our ESPN analyst, ex-ESPN analyst, um, you want to go against the public. Public always remembers what happens the game, the, the most recent game. He's going to have a blowout game this week, so I'm starting him. I actually made a lineup. I put him in it, all three of my lineups. I love the start. Great matchup, so... I want to see you uh, put that Sasquatch, or is that it? The Sasquatch? I see those ads everywhere. You know, I'm yeah, talking about that bar of soap, Dr. man. Doctor Squatch. Yeah, Doctor Squatch sponsorship. Um, yeah, put that in your mouth. Start Ferguson. Let's go. Take our our first show sponsorship is going to be a soap bar. <laughs> Baby, I'm down. You'll be hey, like this. Um, as far as Ferguson, it's not that I don't agree with his talent. Um, what I don't like is Dak Prescott. Um, fantasy wise, he went up above his projection once so far in this season. Um, other than that, he's been awful. That defense has been carrying him. Um, and when the defense can't carry, you see what happens. That team explodes. I don't like what I'm seeing from Dak whatsoever. I have Dak in one league and I am currently... Might roster a third QB just because that's how much it's scaring me. So that's the only thing I can say about the start. So, yeah, that's fair. But moving on to mine, this also is going to hurt me. 
is it's going to play off one of my starts already. Usually when this guy has a good game, his predecessor has a good game. I'm going Cole Komet. Usually when Fields has a good fantasy day, like I said, this guy does too. Past two weeks, Fields blew up, so so did he. He averaged 21.4 fantasy points the last two weeks from a tight end. You know the tight end position is very hit or miss. It really is for fantasy wise. So if it's a was it Minnesota week for them? Yep, Minnesota week. It's a fantasy dream this week. It should be at least for Justin Fields and the boys on offense. Yeah, uh, the one thing in common with those two uh, outbursts were both weeks that you and I chose to put them on our sits list. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Cole Komet, uh, you made us a believer. Um, I saw he's available on waiver wires this morning, and I put my claim in. So I need it. I've been cycling at the tight end position all year. Um, hopefully I get him because I, I do think that this is going to be a smash week for him. So I agree. Yep. Love the, love the matchup, Teak. So good read on that. Um, yeah, like I said before, I mean, this offense, I think the wheel is moving. So this Vikings defense is very soft. Um, Komet, he like he's his safety blanket. So, yeah, it's a good start. All right, and Badge to wrap it up. I thought he forgot about me, boys. I almost cried. I knew you went though. So this is for Bane. He's back. He is back. He is who we thought he was going to be. I'm taking Dallas Goddard. Were you, I, I know you were pumped seeing this guy get in the rock. So, I mean, I talk about the Jets' defense a lot. They are very, very good. I would almost say they're, they're elite. They, they played a lot of tough teams. Numbers aren't there. This defense is very good. However... They are very bad at stopping tight ends. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're focused sauce. They back everybody up. Tight ends get a lot of points against this defense. So I think Goddard is going to keep rolling. He's going to keep getting the rock. I'm taking Dallas Goddard as my starter. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I chose to sit him out of frustration or not last week, but I, I mean, the numbers were all pointing towards a sit, and all he did was explode all over everybody's TV. So hopefully we get that. As an Eagles fan, I really hope that that is true, and we get to capitalize on exactly what you just laid out. Um, a little bonus start advice is Devontae Smith week too, I think. I, I do think he had one catch last week, and I think people are going to want to run away from that. I think that... This offense rewards players. That's what they did with Goddard this week. Wasn't getting it going. Got it going. Badge, I think you brought up a lot of really good points about this Jets defense. Elite, but gives up spots to the tight ends. Good good start, for sure. Um, I was just going to ask you, what, what does that do for Devontae Smith's value? But kind of answered that already for me. But yeah, I thought Goddard was going to show like this in the beginning of the season. The first like three, four weeks, um, finally he's getting his shine, and maybe it's a reversed a reverse thing this year. But that does wrap up our episode of the starts. Again, sixty percent of you guys are not subscribed to the YouTube channel. 
I'm going to say it every week until we get you guys subscribed. It is totally free. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. We appreciate you guys that are listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Get our Discord Thank you for listening to access another voice. episode of the Let Em Know Fantasy Football Instagram, Podcast. Instagram, X, Facebook, Join our you name it, we're there. Drop it, pop it, let them loose. On YouTube, Coming Spotify, to a billboard near podcasts. you. Drop that poppy, dude.